It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of Simply Amazing. Uh, Tim Ryder from the Apple uh, special guest today, our buddy. If you guys follow along on Twitter, on the Apple, uh, him and Austin have been doing a bang up job on the on the socials and such, as well as a few s- terrific articles as well. Uh, Pizza sports guy, I I call him my buddy PSG, uh, local pizza shop owner here on Long Island. Uh, terrific takes on on Twitter and social media. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times, and yeah. PSG, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, man. What's happening? Thanks. What's going on? Thanks for having me. I'm excited. It's it, nothing much. It's just another Sunday night. You were at the stadium today, right? Absolutely. It was a great time. Walk-off win. First game of this. I've been busy this year. haven't been able to get out there, but first game and got a walk-off, so I'm happy about it. You cannot beat that. Uh, how was the... Um... Is how was the electricity in the park? I mean, one you had Otani here all weekend. It's a twelve a twelve p.m. start on a on a Sunday. Um, it's a nice day. With nice little electricity in the park or what? Yeah, there definitely there. There felt like a there was a little extra buzz in there. You know what I mean? Games I've been to in the past, especially regular season games, you know they're fun, but it's kind of like oh let's let's walk around, let's try and get food, let's grab some drinks. When Otani was at the plate, it was like, you know, you had to see it. <laughs> That's awesome. Couldn't leave your seat. Had to make sure you're watching. Even on at one point, I was watching from the bridge, and literally everyone on the bridge is just leaning over, all eyes on Otani. I mean, it was it's actually really cool to see. I don't know if I've ever been to a game where it's like all eyes on one player like that. Because you know, when the game matters, even if there's a dominant player. You're trying to get that guy out. You know, you're just trying to win the game, this and that. With the Mets so far out of it, it was almost like the Otani show. It felt like everything was about him. I mean, that was kind of the vibe, the vibe all weekend. I mean, I wasn't at the park, but just watching on TV, and you could feel it. You could feel it was palpable, that whole um, the electricity in the park. And, you know, you know you're looking at greatness. You know that, like what you said, like everyone in the park is just turned and focused on him. It's like going to see – um a concert and there's just that one person in a band that everyone is just pinpoint laser focused on, you know, when you're, when you're lucky enough to watch Otani in person, yeah, whatever he does, whenever he's on the field, whether it's batting practice, whether it's, you know, nothing, um, you see him and everybody just stops. It's, it's, it must've been an amazing experience. Um, I think we saw him, at his best this weekend uh, with the bat. I mean, there wasn't much, uh, you know, fireworks as far as power. But, I mean, Saturday night he was just lacing doubles like, you know, a double and a triple, I should correct myself. Uh, Just like it was just doing his job, running around the bases like he's looking like a, a, you know, an elegant deer. Uh, It just He's the most impressive baseball player I've ever seen. And, um... You know, we talked a lot about his injury on the last episode, but 
it, does does that really change anything to for his future? I mean, immediate future, sure, but long term trajectory. I mean, he's still on that same path, right? In my mind, yes. I've seen a lot of people, you know, reply to me on Twitter. You know, you have big analysts talk. Maybe it's not the best idea. I wouldn't give him the long term deal, but. I think about it as this, you know, a guy like Aaron Judge last year just got nine years, I believe, 40 per. And I know the argument is, well, Otani doesn't play the field. And I've said this a number of times. I would never doubt this man. If you put him in the outfield, I guarantee you'd probably get above average fielding within by the end of the first year. I mean, he did play outfield in Japan. I know it's been some time, but this is a one-of-a-kind athlete we're talking about. We're not talking about putting a guy that's unathletic and doesn't have the speed. He literally has everything. You watch him today, even on the outs he makes, he, you see his speed. You see you see his at-bats. You, you see the fear in the opponent's eyes, basically. It's just, he's got it all. And I don't see there not being a team that's going to bid at that level for him where you're shocked that, oh, oh man, instead of 600, 500 million, it's going down to 300 million. I just don't see it. He's still going to get top dollar. The thing I'm really interested to see is how the deal is structured now. Like, could we see opt-outs? Could we see someone attempt what the Mets were allegedly attempting with Correa, where there's an opt-out if he doesn't reach a medical status? Could there be an opt-out if he doesn't reach a certain level pitching? Could there be incentives based off pitching? There's so many ins and outs to this now that what was already the most interesting free agent of all time, in my opinion, just got that much more interesting. Oh, I couldn't agree more on, on every front. I mean, I it, imagine being the team or the organization or the franchise or the general manager who backs off the table and says, you know what? I'm not kicking in the extra hundred million for Shohei Otani. You know, history may not look kindly on that team, franchise, GM, whatever you have it you have to assume that regardless of a hiccup in the road or, or an injury in the case of Otani, where, you know, one, he's not going to be pitching for a couple of years Two, when he come, well, let's say at least a full season plus. Yeah. Next he's season, up, we could say he's not pitching pretty much. Pretty much. But I mean, if we see, if he gets on the, the Bryce Harper rehab plan, if he does indeed, definitely, definitely need the, need the surgery, gets it as soon as the season ends, you know, can rehab quickly and let's say he's back by summer, you know, hitting great. Cool. You get Shohei Otani, the hitter for let's say, you know, 50% of the season in the first year of his deal by the next year, whether, you know, starting, I I've seen the idea of closure being thrown around and I wouldn't be opposed to that. If I'm bringing him in, you're probably getting, I don't know about similar value, but you're getting, you know, two-sided value, and that really can't be understated. But that's all going to depend on his rehab, what his stuff is like after the surgery, if that does indeed happen. I mean, there's a lot of of moving parts, but I think between the teams that are interested, Otani and his representation, everything can be on the table, and teams are going to be, you know, putting themselves – I don't want to say putting themselves over barrels, but – Interested teams will make themselves extremely flexible to make this work. And I said it on the show last week. I put it on Twitter this weekend. If the Texas Rangers, and I believe other teams reportedly, were willing to throw out $37 million a year for Jacob DeGrom, 
And he was, by all accounts, a, as red flag as it gets when it comes to health. What team is going to back off Shohei Otani? Nobody. Whoever right. was in before is still in, and I cannot see them backing off or stopping at any point now. If you want to backload it, if you want to start him at 40 a year, like a judge contract for the first year, pump, bump him up to 50 for the second. But after that, if he's playing both ways and doing it at that level, you're looking at a $65, $70 million AAV. If you're looking at true value, possibly more. I mean, sky's the limit, and this is a bump in the road as far as I'm concerned. I don't think the bottom line is really going to change all that much. I don't think so either. And it's one of these things, too, where people have to understand this is not an everyday player. This is a player when he's playing, it's a it's appointment television. He makes you so much money off the field that whatever he gets, like I was saying to people prior, it, six, six, oh, 600 million is too much hypothetically. This amounts too much hypothetically. He's going to be worth it. He's going to make whatever team he goes to very, very wealthy just off his likeness. He's that type of player. He's that rare of a player. And you know what? Even if he could just hit next year, you know, he's what's his OPS? Is he leading the league in OPS right now? If he's not, he's right there. He's an unbelievable hitter. And you you add him to any lineup, it changes the whole lineup, everything he could do. He, he He's hitting over 300. He hits for power. He runs the bases well. He does everything well. That's what's so much fun about watching him play. Everything he does is great. I've never seen anything like it, especially that he's a two-way player. The real aspect I'm interested to see is it's going to come down to what he wants, I would imagine, because when he sits down with teams in the offseason, I'd imagine one or two teams might approach him and be like, hey, we don't know about you as a starter going forward. And just seeing him as a competitor, I mean, the guy tore, you know, he has his UCL, he blew out his UCL, what, two, three days ago, and he's playing. Played every game in the series. So he's definitely a competitor. He's going to come back and pitch. You can just tell the way he competes. He's going to come back and pitch. I think he's going to come back and start. And then obviously down the road, if he feels it's too much or the team feels it's too much, yeah, you could see him in a relief role. But I think he's going to at least attempt to become a starting pitcher again because he's just too good of a starting pitcher to just let it go. Oh, absolutely. And and. I, I can't foresee unless his body or his arm or his health stops him from continuing on that path as far as being a starter. Um, yeah, I, mean, I agree. He'll continue on that path. If his body says no at some point, then you pivot. But you were you hit it on the nose. Highest OPS in the majors, 1083. Highest OPS plus in the majors, 187. Most total bases in the majors, 317. Highest slugging. 672 highest OBP in the American League 412 hitting 307 <laughs> most walks in the American League 30 83 most home runs in the majors 44 most triples in the majors 8 that's ridiculous that doesn't even make sense this is this is almost Barry Bonds-esque at the plate as far as where he ranks amongst the league that's the, the only thing it kind of reminds me of as from my childhood how good Barry Bonds was in that era is no like, and he not only that, he does things Barry can't do. Obviously, the pitching, but he also, you know, at that time Barry wasn't as much of a runner. You know, he wouldn't steal bases. Otani still does this, and there's no reason to believe he won't continue to do it going forward. Oh, I mean, you know, he's going to finish the season with a three point one four ERA over twenty three starts, 
striking out 167 in 132 innings. Yeah, I mean, put it this way. If he, when he tore his UCL, if he did just hang it up and say, I'm just preparing for the following season, he would have still won MVP. He's that good. He's that far ahead of everyone else. I think he still would have ran away with the MVP. Oh, this year? Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh I think he still does. Yeah. That's how good. And that's, and that justifies how good he is and how much money he's worth. Yeah. Oh, just, you know, I think money at this point is obscene. Just the joy that he brings and the, the thrill. If you're a baseball fan, that thrill that you feel when you're able to watch him or see him or whatever, even watch a clip on SportsCenter or MLB Network the next morning. It's just like, wow, this guy is unbelievable. Um, that aspect. We could talk about how much money he's going to get, but it doesn't matter. He's earning every penny of it. Right. And like, I think we should just sit back and enjoy. Absolutely. And you think of a game like today. I mean, 12 o'clock game on a Sunday, last place team. Imagine if the Mets were playing the Angels and Otani's not playing. That park's probably pretty much empty. It was pretty close to full just for this guy today. Let's be real. Oh, probably all weekend. I'm sure you're not going to have crowds like that through the rest of the season. Yeah, if not for him. I mean, it's you can't imagine it's half of that. Yeah, oh, not even. Um, you know, I think if there's going to be some an uphill climb for this organization after what they went through this year, and that's probably going to continue through the winter until they really instill some confidence back in the fan base. Um you know, and let's we can all pretty much say any dreams of a wild card are all but gone at this point. But you know, it's still we're still baseball fans, and there's still thirty odd games left. And you know, you, you want to enjoy it down the stretch, but like you said, it's very tough to imagine that fans are going to be coming out in droves to see a team that's you know, let's be honest, assembled as a a core and some spare parts on both sides of the chalk. It's very, very strange times. Absolutely. It just, it just kind of feels like an in-between at this, at this point, it feels like let's make it to the end of the season and then we'll make our decisions. I think a lot of us would have expected a guy like Mauricio to be up. You know, maybe we expect a few other guys to be up and that obviously creates excitement, gives you reason to watch, gives you reason to go. And no disrespect to guys like DJ Stewart and, Ruiz and Ortega, but these these are not guys that are figuring into the roster next year, you wouldn't think. And if they are, it's probably a team that's not necessarily going for it too much next year. So there's not much level of excitement. But, you know, at least the one thing I'm thankful for is they made the decision at the deadline and they did so because it would be that much tougher of a pill to swallow had they not. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And, and I think they made the right move across the board, but um, I think the clubhouse and the front office are torn right now between trying to reach for that. Well, the front office, of course, wants that that draft pick to stay in the organization. Yeah. But you have a roster and a clubhouse right now that, you know, you have your core guys who are playing their tails off. We've talked about them on Twitter. We talked about them on the last show. Just over the last seven games, Lindor's at 304, 385, 609. McNeil over his last six is 333, eight-plus OPS. Really, everything's in good shape there. But, yes, you would like to see the kids come up and let them come up and and work at it at this level. I want to see Ronnie up. Um, it's almost like the front office wants this team to get that sixth pick, and these players just are going to fight tooth and nail 
to to produce because in some cases these guys are fighting for their livelihoods um in some cases these guys might be fighting for a job next year whether it's here or elsewhere and yeah the the spot like i said just it's a very very weird place um you're only getting two extra roster spots when rosters expand pitching has to be capped at 14 pitchers so you would think that you're going to be adding at least one position player to the mix. I don't know where they stand on pitchers right now on the 20 on the active roster, but I mean, if Ronnie, Ronnie's shown all he can, me and you are both avid Ronnie Mauricio fans. He's got to be up soon, right? I mean, absolutely. And, and the constant excuse from the naysayers is he can't play a position. He can't play a position. This is a roster that's had vocal back the whole year. <laughs> who's only a DH, who's only left-handed. This is a kid in Ronnie that's tearing up AAA. And I know some will say, oh, you know, the numbers dipped and this and that. I think a lot of that had to do with the little injury he had. You know, you saw, if you look at the numbers right after that injury, there was a two, three-week spell where he was ice cold. Then he brought it up a little bit. And now suddenly he's heating right back up again. It almost feels like each time they pass a, a point where you think they're going to call him up and they don't, he gets a little more motivated. I think he hit his 22nd down there yesterday. He's shown all the power. I know the fielding's not there yet, but what better time to give him the opportunity to work on it than now? It's a lost season. Let him get his lumps. I don't think you could hurt his confidence enough that it'll affect him long-term. Let him let him get at-bats at the major league level and go from there. I, I have been saying for weeks he should be up. I understood the idea maybe – you want to keep his rookie status for next year and maybe some other reasonings, but we are reaching the point where what, what other excuses do we have other than maybe we're better off going for that top six pick if Ronnie's not in the lineup, mashing a few balls here and there. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to even fathom where they might be at this point, but you know, Vientos is back up with the wrist thing. He's going to be all right. You have to assume Beatty's going to be up soon. And Ronnie, I mean, we could talk to our faces to turn blue, but it's going to be up to, up to them to make that call. Um, I want to talk about what we saw out of David Peterson. Well, as of late, I also want to talk about uh, the excitement we saw on Saturday as far as Pete's 17th hit-by-pitch of the season. We're going to take a really, really quick break. It's a quick episode tonight. Hang tight, and uh, we'll be right back. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back, as noted previously, Pete's a sports guy. You guys know him on Twitter. I call him PSG. Uh, we're talking Mets. We're, we're just kind of 
I guess, kicking through the muck right now. Uh, Mets, uh, you know, won uh, one Sunday, but lost two out of three. We got to see some excitement from Shohei Otani. That buzz was prevalent on the sta- uh, at the stadium, just watching the game. You could feel the electricity. We, we even got a little bit of fireworks on Saturday, and it didn't really have much to do with uh, – with with run scoring, at least on the Mets side, um, a lot of uh, fury has been directed from Mets fans in regards to the amount of hit uh, pitches they've been hit by over the last two seasons. Last year led the majors. This year, uh, still in that in that realm. Pete took his seventeenth hit by pitch of the season last night. It was a breaking pitch that hit him on like the neck base of the. Skull, I guess, which is very scary. PSG, what are your thoughts on the situation? Are you at the point you're expecting the Mets to do something? Is it more of, is it a different game now? I mean, there's a lot of different angles we can take for this. Um, I want to tread carefully, I guess. I, I know what you mean. And the bottom line to me, it's very much a different game. I remember listening to a Barry Bonds interview. I believe he was on uh, CC Sabathia's pod, and he was just talking about how different it is. You know, guys today, they pimp home runs, they celebrate, whatever else, which is all good and fun. But you and I both know 20 years ago, if you did that, the next at bat, you're getting beat. It's not like that now. It's not in the culture. So whenever you, know, you have people that work for SNY and other companies taking a Twitter to say, Oh, the Mets need to get, get, get revenge and throw at someone on the other end. I disagree with that. I just don't think that's how the game is anymore. You see it here and there, but not like you used to. And, you know, I, I get Pete being upset. I was upset when he was got hit yesterday too. It was a very awkward spot. He kind of turned his head to try to avoid it as he was ducking. And it just caught him like in the back of the neck, like, it just was a real bad area and it was scary and Pete was upset, but I think you put it best on Twitter. If Pete's upset and he feels it's intentional, he could go out there and go after the pitcher. We've seen that it's, you don't see it as often, but we see it happen every now and then to call on one of the other pitchers to then throw out a player on the opposing team. I think it's a little silly in today's game. I just don't, I just don't see it as being intentional. I think it got away from him and I know it's, you know, it's been going on for a while with Mets fans. We got Canna got, I think, had the most hit by pitches last year. We have Alonzo getting hit by 17 this year. It is frustrating, but I think it's just a culmination of everything being fr- frustrating. It's a frustrating season. We have quote unquote leaks from the locker room that there it's a toxic locker room and all these other things going on. I think it just fits a narrative that people are trying to to say. They're not together in the locker room. They don't get along, this and that. They don't defend Pete. But I think it's more to do with today's baseball culture, not the Mets clubhouse. Oh, absolutely. I I, I have to agree with you on pretty much all of that. I mean, you, you look at – I mean, let's, let's talk about intent first. And Ronnie Darling on the broadcast, and he's, he's gone over this pretty much every time it's been, like, egregious that the Mets have been hit. You know – it's very rare that players are hit well pitchers hit guys with intent to hit guys. It happens, but it's very, very rare in today's game. 
pitchers sacrifice, especially, let's say, uh, let's say a younger generation, um, they will sacrifice command for velocity. All that matters is what the rap Soto is saying. All that matters is how much spin rate they're getting, how much velo they're getting. And you lose the feel to have command and pinpoint accuracy. And that's part of it. And there's guys who can do that. But I don't know if, if you can have guys actively pitching inside without that pinpoint command that for generations major league pitchers had. You could tell you can line up 20 bottles, tell a major league pitcher, hit four of them, number three, number seven, number 12, and number 17. And they could from 60 feet away, they could because you know they're not worried about anything else except for boom, hitting the black, hitting this spot, hitting that spot. And there are a bunch of guys who can do that, but you know, unless you have actual intent and guys are throwing at guys, you know, getting into a bean war is only gonna cause trouble. I, you said it. I mentioned it on Twitter today, uh, on Sunday. If Pete's got something to say to these players, to these pitchers, if the Mets have anything to say to these pitchers, it's it, it's again, you're within shouting or walking distance. You can go ahead and take care of these things. Um, you know, it's it's we saw it happen with Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson. But it's it's most of these things turn into little shoving matches. No one's going to get hurt. No one's going to get punches thrown. It's rare. The risk is much higher if you get into a, a bean war, and especially if there's not intent. You're just doing it to send a silly message. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, I guess we'll have to see how it goes if teams keep on pushing this button against the Mets. Yeah, they're going to have to stand up for themselves. And whether it's Pete or whether it's somebody else or whether it's a a pitcher taking it upon themselves to do something about it. Um, you know, go ahead and and do it, I guess. But the last thing you want to see is the guy get hurt. The last thing I want to see is people who in the media are like, you know, calling for players on other teams to get hit with ball, to get hit with baseballs. That's just dangerous. It's irresponsible. I'm, I don't want to name names, but it's just a respectful difference of opinion. I just don't get it, but... Yeah, it, I got a little frustrated at that whole scenario. Like, even at Pete's, on Pete's end, like, if you're that upset, go do something about it, man. Like, clearly there's no intent, and I get the frustration. And, I mean, what else can you do? You can only say, oh, all right, make a better pitch if you want to go inside next time, Mr. Pitcher, but... You know, if you're that upset, go out there and bark. Go out there and get in that pitcher's face and yell at somebody. Make them think next time. Oh man, I should really concentrate more on putting the pitch where I want where I want it to be instead of uh, you know trying to strike everybody out or trying to trying to get on Sports Center with a fancy you know a fancy break. Whatever. There's there's ways to do it. If if you're gonna pitch inside, if you're gonna intimidate, you know, do it the right way. Don't get anybody hurt. Then we get put in these predicaments as fans, as I'm sure as the players are in. Like, it's got to be a rock and a hard place to determine, wow, do I go out there and, you know, get into a physical altercation with someone on a professional baseball field? Or do I sit here and take my 20th hit by the end of the season? Like, it's it's wild. I'm sorry, bro. I took, <laughs> I took up a lot of space there. I think I think it's one of these things, too. In the heat of the moment, Pete's upset. 
But if you asked him after the game, he'd probably I I didn't listen to what he had to say after the game, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was something or even a day or two later where it's, you know, I was upset at the moment, but you know, once I cooled off, I realized it was unintentional. Pitch just got away from him from him, hit me in an unfortunate spot. And that's that. I mean, he's out there playing, he's fine, you know. It is what it is. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah, you just, you know, like you said, you hate to see it continue to be a thing. You hate to see the the, the nonsense narratives be tossed, like, tossed around. Like, these things must have been discussed in the clubhouse. They're probably discussed all the time. There's probably a course of action that these Mets are, have in mind. But we're never going to know. It's silly for us to speculate. And that's just not just us. That's in general as fans. Like, you know, you can... We can think about it all we want, but oh yeah, oh you know this pitcher hit Pete. What are we going to hit your best player now? No, it doesn't work like that anymore. It hasn't worked like that in a long time. And if guys start doing that, that's only going to lead to trouble. So, yeah. And the last thing we need is uh, one of our pitchers going out there and hitting Otani. <laughs> imagine, imagine it led to that. Oh, how no. stupid! That's like you know we. Oh, I don't want to know. You know what? That's, that's how silly this gets is you when you say it like that you think about it and you're like wow that doesn't seem like the best idea yeah exactly and you've heard some crazy ideas in the last couple of weeks that like really is that the direction we want to go and with who things else guys? in their lineup could you even like the angels are beat up right now i, I know uh, a few guys are out trout's out obviously but who else in their lineup could really compare to pete that you're like okay we hit him now we're even there's no one else no, what are you going to do? Nice grab, nice grab, even more. <laughs> nice grab, squid. Now you're going to take one on the butt cheek. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, you, you know, there's a, a, again, when there's intent, it's one thing. In today's game, it's hardly ever intent. And if there is intent, man, nine times out of 10, you got to put it in your pocket and wait for like the perfect opportunity to give it back. You can't do it later in the game. You can't do it the next night. That's just going to cause trouble, especially if it's a divisional game like the Mets have at the Braves last week. You know, you're going to see them a couple dozen more, a dozen or so more times over the next year or two. Like, come on. You know, you, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to take these things up. Um, last night, I mean, Pete's frustration spilled over. Oh, there's people were expecting a brawl today. Like, what? <laughs> you guys got to be kidding me. I know. And it's, um, this is a league nowadays, too, where most pitchers don't even work the inside part of the plate anymore. I mean, there's there's not much intent to hit there. It, the, it got away from him. I think it was a breaking ball, too. It was a breaking ball. And yeah, it, it was, you're not hitting someone with a breaking ball. No, there's 70 mile, 79 mile an hour curveball that yeah, it got it, away from you know, him. It came, off the end of his, it came off the end of his hand. It's it happened. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, they got to fix the ball. You know that <laughs> pre-tax. <laughs> Give me that pre-tax. Speaking of uh, 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 of pitching, I wanted to get on Peterson before we finish up. We only got a little time left. You got to be encouraged by what you've seen lately, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, even as even the at bats uh, Otani had against him. He looked really good. I mean, I think he went uh, seven innings, only gave up one run today, a couple of hits. And I believe up until the sixth or seventh inning, there was only one hit against him. So he's done really well. I think he had to make some adjustments. I think he's making those adjustments. It's just about consistency with him. You've made the adjustments, continue to make them, and make the progress. Don't revert back to what you were earlier in the season. 
Yeah. Well, you know, lots of ups and downs for a young pitcher. Um, I think he's finally found his confidence. Uh, I said it on Twitter today. I'm taking pitching with conviction back to the people because the last guy he used it was kind of a scumbag. So I'm taking that back. And David Peterson is pitching with conviction these days. I love to see it. His walks have been noticeably down in recent starts. Um, That's going to be huge. He's working out of trouble. And like you said, man, he struck out Otani with 95 upstairs and, and looked overpowering doing it. Not what I would have expected from David Peterson, but love to see it. PSG, this was a quick one tonight, but we're doing this again sometime. I swear, buddy. Absolutely. You know I'm here for it. Awesome. 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 Where can everybody find you on uh, social media? Just uh, on Twitter at Pizza Sports Guy. I got the Instagram going a little bit too. Don't use it as much. So mostly the Twitter at Pizza Sports Guy. Excellent. Um, everybody, uh, PSG will be linked all the, in the description of the pod. Uh, we'll put it up on the Apple. You can find his work up on the Apple and uh, follow along uh, the Apple NYM on Twitter. Follow PSG on Twitter. Everything's usually linked up on that front. And uh, my men, we're going to do this again. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Thanks for having me. Of course, bro. All right, guys, you know the sign off. It's Let's Fucking Go, Mets. We'll see you next time. Peace.